Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bottled. The third episode you're listening to is with Brian. And in this episode, we talk about one most important thing that every human should have in every phase of life, drive. Furthermore, we talk about motivation to get things done, the noise around us and how we should cancel those noise, how experiences shape us into becoming who we are, and what's most important, the realization of who we want to become or what we want. Please enjoy with Brian Wu. Have a special introduction every time? Uh, um, no. So I, I try and keep it as um, the transition as smooth, as smooth okay, as, sure. as possible. Okay, sure. Cool. But Joe Rogan, man, that guy, um, you can't really begin to explain. You know, Joe Rogan never reads comments or reviews or whatever he has. Really? Never does. No. The reason he thinks is because uh, the more you read reviews, uh, the more the more you read comments and the more you listen to all of um, mm. all the people who are trying to tell you things, the mm. more you lose your um, your gist, your purpose. Wow. And uh, that's a very similar philosophy with Steve Jobs as well. Like, you know, mm. Harry said, uh, you've got to give people not what they want, but mm. what you think they want and they'll like it. That's a similar philosophy with Joe Rogan, in my opinion. Like mm. he started from nothing. Three hours, the first episode, if you watch, three hours he talks about just random things like chimps yeah. and monkeys and apes. <laughs> He started off with a guy, and now he's like, you know, he just signed a hundred million dollar deal with uh, Spotify. Yeah. And to yeah. this day, seven years later, he still mm. says he does not read comments. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like from a marketing perspective, because I'm in marketing, mm. it's um, in a way, you're playing with fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're not really understanding what the consumers want. Yeah, I mean, I I get why they do that because, you know. You don't want to be steered too much by other people's opinions and then, and then go sidetrack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? Interestingly, actually, I, I was um, recently listening to a podcast um, mm. by this guy called, uh, I think, Mark Ritson. Oh, and Mark Ritson is a well-known name in the marketing industry. Mm-hmm. He's a marketing professor and a lot of the big brands work with him. And because you say essentially Steve Jobs isn't someone that um, believes in doing market research, right? Yeah. He just goes ahead with... Uh, just to clarify, he does market research, but then he uh, filters the noise out of the market. But yeah, continue. Yeah, right. I'll get to that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but essentially, uh, Mark Mark Richardson, he made a point essentially mm. that Steve Jobs, when he was running Apple, he did tons and tons and tons and tons of studies on on mm. consumers, and so he probably um, does a lot of research. But <clears throat> yeah, like you said, he filters through the noise. Yeah. So um, yeah. Now, that, that makes sense what you're saying because you've got to understand what the consumers want 100%, especially mm. in 2020, you're coming out with products and services and consumer exactly. ideas. You can't really throw something out on the market. You know, it's, it may go haywire, but then... Mm. Um, I, I do agree to what Steve Jobs said and what Joe Rogan says as well, that you've got to understand the market. You've got to have that research, but then you can't listen to everybody. Yeah, You really can't yeah. listen to everybody, especially when you want to try something new, something that's continuous... And look at what Apple's now, like a trillion-dollar company. Mm, yeah, mm, but it's mm. not the same anymore, as people would say. Oh. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, I got, I got no opinions on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah, speaking of companies, um, Brian, so you started, oh, by the way, we're recording. We're <laughs> <laughs> we recording? We are, it's yeah. on. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Bottled. Thank you. Um, speaking of companies, uh, man, the 30, I, I like to call it the 30,000 feet epiphany okay. uh, between heaven and earth. Sure, wow, I like that. Uh, yeah, uh, your Facebook post about the, um, the foundation of Team Rocket with uh, your friend Matthew. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, the, before we get into the nitty gritty or the the why behind your company, I want to understand why during this time, why during the pandemic, and then yeah. what inspired you to just make that decision? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, how do I how do I begin? Because there's so much to um, to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, I think during university, I was always quite entrepreneurial, in the sense. I think it was remember my first year of uni, I. Um, I interacted with a lot of business type books and that sort of got me interested in this idea of um, improving myself in terms of doing something that's your own and, and being really in control of your life. Yeah. And that I started out during uni and, and that's the trajectory I was going for. And right out of uni, I actually got a grad role and I was, I was working, but on the side, I was always doing some freelance marketing stuff. and. I had a skill for doing design, for doing um, for building websites, and and, uh, and a love for running campaigns. Mm. And Matt had a skill for uh, creating video work, and and capturing things for film. Mm. And we sort of just got along in that in that way yeah. that our skills complemented each other. And whenever we had a client, or whenever we were serving different type of businesses, somehow both of our services came into effect. Oh. And then so we. Um, we we worked well in that regards. Mm. How how crazy it is to find someone early. It it's, is hard. It, it's 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 damn hard, man. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I didn't start this podcast early as I should have is yeah. because I didn't find someone. I call myself stupid. But Matthew and you, so working together towards a certain goal and mm. having the same idea of where you want to be. Yeah. That's rare. That's rare because mm. the thing is, like, university doesn't actually make it that easy for you to find someone. Mm. And um. Because when people go into university, people already have their own sort of designated groups. And so people go in in clusters. And, you know, when you're not part of that cluster in high school, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's it's very difficult to meet someone similar like that. Yeah. And, yeah, you're, you're only uni at uni like one or two hours a week. Yeah. And so, or for me, it was. Some people go for more. <laughs> but, you know, it just, there's not enough opportunities for you to build that connection with someone. Yeah. And um, so it's it's definitely more rare. Yeah. Rare. I think we had this conversation as well about um, how um, we have clusters in universities and schools, mm-hmm. even from uh, a very young age. Um, so you think, uh, what do you think universities are doing instead of what they're not doing in order to make sure um, that in a country as diverse as Australia, that people are interacting with you, with each other, people are meeting people from different backgrounds and mm. starting to accept it? Because that's a major problem, man. Coming from Nepal, I uh, came sure. to Australia and you you try and make friends with everybody, but then it doesn't happen. I feel like, like you said, right. that environment's not there. Mm. Um. So the question is, what are universities doing to yeah. promote that? Mm-hmm. Um, or what should they do? What should they do? Um, which university did you go to? Macquarie. Mm, in Macquarie. And in Macquarie, were societies, like societies, a big thing? So like university yeah. societies? Was it? There were, yeah. There, there were a lot of groups. Um, you sure. had um, Nepalese, Indian, this and that, Asian, Chinese, English. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Um, so I, I don't really know the answer to that question, mm-hmm. but... From what I've observed, I think yeah. societies is the most 
And, and by the way, when I say societies, I mean yeah. like, it's like this group of individuals at a university who's yeah. interested in a certain topic. So it might be like chess society, it mm. might be like business society, marketing society. And I, I think a lot of universities are really using societies as a, as a tool mm -hmm. to allow students to connect with each other. Yeah. And I, was, I went to UNSW and I think in societies as a, as a concept and as a program is ran very successfully at, at UNSW mm -hmm. compared to other, other universities. So I yeah. think there was a lot of opportunities in the uni that I went to, but in some other universities, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's funny because societies is a thing led by students and you get support from the university as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if the university supports those societies mm -hmm. or maybe the students weren't that um, proactive in, yeah. in running that. But because um, I, I didn't go to another university, mm -hmm. so I wasn't sh too sure. Now, that's yeah. a good point because I feel like universities do support these societies. Sure. And these are important, but mm -hmm. the support is being channeled towards things that are really not fostering entrepreneurship like you said you know how you met matthew and then you had a certain idea right right like it's right. not being uh nurtured towards that right and i feel like to to meet someone to have someone to start a business with uh, in order to have this craziness uh, you've got to have some level of craziness uh universities that play a big role mm. so do you think you meeting matthew and then having the same vision um and just the environment from school age from university um drove you towards um starting team rocket um, I don't think, to be very frank, I don't think university contributed to that. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think it was the, the materials in terms of books, videos, and content that I was engaging with during my time at university that really pushed me towards that direction. Mm. Because in university, you're, you're literally educated on how to be an employee, yeah. how to be um, how to do good at a job and how to secure a role, whether it's in finance, accounting, marketing, or depending on what you're studying. Yeah. And I didn't really think university did too much in pushing me towards this direction. Yeah. But what it did do is it created a safety net for me mm -hmm. that if what I wanted to do as a passion didn't work out, I could always land back on my degree and I could always get a job essentially yeah so i think it came from the materials i was engaging with the type of books i was reading at that time the kind of people i was listening to at that time um that that really led to this yeah so majority is self-learning correct as it should be as it should be yeah. yeah but it's good because a lot of universities now they're starting to have these sort of like programs that encourage students to go do their own things yeah and um it's like startup programs or you can do courses around startups and entrepreneurial courses so i think universities are having that and creating that yeah um um so so yeah yeah. The reason why I was asking this is I want to know who exactly is Brian Wu because um, oh. <laughs> for, for people listening, Brian is, is this um, the, this human with hunger for progression. Like you, 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 you will disagree. You're just being humble. But um, if there's one thing I like about um, Brian, um, you, is um, that you know you have to make great use of this life. You know that you, you've got wow. to do something. Yeah. It's it's you know it's short uh, to us in a way, um, but then you know you've got to make use of this. 
And uh, mm-hmm. is that why Team Rocket started? And tell us a bit about uh, what exactly Team Rocket is. So this is the golden question. I don't know. Sure, okay. And I, I want to know what it is. Okay, all right. So um, Team Rocket is essentially a company that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs with digital marketing. In one line, that's essentially what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, we help clients with digital marketing, with growing their businesses, with creating materials, like marketing materials that, that help them advertise their brand. That's the bread and butter of what we do. Um, <clears throat> and I forgot all the other questions already. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, I guess the question was, uh, what exactly is Team Rocket um, and why? Why? Like why we created Team Rocket? Yeah, what's the, um, as in you want to help help companies uh, with digital marketing, mm, mm. but then I guess, what is your motivation towards Team Rocket mm. and why during a pandemic? So let's talk about motivation towards Team Rocket, mm. right? And I think I never thought about starting Team Rocket mm. when I was working. It was always sort of something that I did on the side, like just doing marketing for some businesses. And I think why we decided to create something like this is because we really saw a gap in the market, especially with small businesses and entrepreneurs. It's either they didn't have an they didn't have a team to do marketing properly or they were getting ripped off by people that weren't doing a really good job but they were really paying them a fair bit of amount of money. Because when we were auditing businesses and how their marketing was going, we were really identifying opportunities for growth and things that they could do differently that they weren't. Mm. And so we saw it as a business opportunity that, okay, Matt and I, we have a skill that we can provide. Our experience are quite little per se, mm. but we know that we can do a lot better job and provide a lot more for these companies. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how we got into that space. So we saw an opportunity and um, we weren't targeting for the big companies because mm-hmm. frankly, these big companies, they were spending millions and millions of dollars to these large teams of people that were dedicated to their marketing. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're targeting small to medium businesses, mm-hmm. which we can contribute value to. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how we decided we were gonna start something like that. That's the business side of it. <clears throat> and then the personal side of it, which we talked about before, it's always, I want, always wanted to do something my own. And um, I was, um, yeah, you, you, read, you read on my Facebook post, right? Yeah. Like why I actually started the company. It's, um, um, when I when I came back from China, mm-hmm. it was actually um, end of 2019. It was when the pandemic was starting to pick up in China. And I came back, actually, when I went to China, I met with my dad, which I haven't met in like four to five years time. Ooh, yeah. And I, I sort of caught up with him. And um, when I came back, I heard the news that uh, my friend passed away. Oh. And he, he was like 23 years old. In China or here? In here, in here. He was my high school friend. He, he passed when he was 23. Mm. And I think during that time, I, had a, I was dealing with a lot of different complex, emo- like a lot of different emotions, like reunited with my dad, seeing yeah. what life was like in China, coming back and then realized, damn, my friend's 23 and he dies of, uh, I think it was uh, liver cancer. Mm-hmm. And all that put together sort of made me realize life is so short. Like it's actually really, really short. And you hear that a lot in a lot of different videos. Like Steve Jobs talks about it all the time in some of his videos, like yeah. um, um, moving away from the dogma and, and not following other people's footsteps, yeah. following your I heart. Love that. I love that quote. But the thing is, 
when you listen to someone else, it's never the same as when you really feel it yourself. You can, I watch so much of these, I listen to so much of these people talk about the concept of mm -hmm. life is really short, go maximize your um, your time and do something with it. But you don't, you never feel it until something really happens to you. Yeah. And I think during that time, it was around December to February where I felt that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I remember, yeah, I was working in Ikea and then the friend, one of my other friends sent me a message and told me that the dude passed away and I haven't been in touch with him for five years time. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, do I want to go to his, um, his, um, um, what do you call that? Like, like, um, funeral. Yeah. Funeral. Yeah. His funeral. Yeah. To, to go, to go see him. And I was, I was completely shell shocked. And during that time I felt so much emotions. And at the same time, I was also, yeah, thinking whether I should go ahead with Team Rocket or not. Because mm. I always wanted to go do my own Team, team Rocket thing, but I was working full time. Yeah. <clears throat> I was working in grad. So it's like, I didn't have the courage yet to really drop the role yeah. and go start my own thing. And when that happened, it really catapulted me to just, just charge on, mm. just charge on and just go with it. Yeah. Funny thing, it actually started before the pandemic happened. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I made a decision to, um, to, to go full time into it in about February, in yeah. February, and that's when the pandemic was just getting started and things weren't serious. But that wouldn't stop you. But that wouldn't stop me. Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, I handed in my resignation letter, and then we started to pursue this. Yeah. And then the pandemic really started hitting hard, and some of the clients that we had built over the last one and a half years, mm. they started pulling back, mm -hmm. and which completely completely understandable. Completely understandable. Yeah. And um, so it definitely gave us a hit as well. And it was the same for Matt as well. We both of us we handed in our resignation letter at the exact same time mm -hmm. and then boom, it hit. And so there's a lot of things we can talk about in terms of like how how, how we've been dealing with it for the past couple of months. Yeah. But that's sort of like how and why I decided to start Team Rocket and start yeah. this thing. I mean I have a skill for it. Um, Obviously. Yeah. But, but yeah, and, and but what really made the push was the the years of conditioning during university yeah. to go go after what you want and, yeah. and be courageous and be brave and, and really do do a lot. Absolutely. It was during the years of university and then but then it was that moment of just finding out that you don't really have that much time left. The epiphany in the airplane. And then that really pushed me to yeah. go actually do it. Yeah. See, I'm a big believer in um, realizing that every little thing you do, every mm. every single thing, you wake up one day and you meet someone, you think they're not going to cont contribute to your life in a way. I'm a big believer in thinking every single thing that happens, good or bad, mm. will make you the person you want to be. Sure. And I guess uh, listening to you, I, I feel like everything that you've been through, um, like you uh, grew up in China mm. and then you <coughs> came here, mm. you met your dad um, like five. Uh, Five months ago, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, five months ago. Yeah. And I remember us talking about um, how your relationship with your dad sure. and how how emotional you get at times. Yeah. I, can, I can see um, the emotion in your eyes, and all of this, I, I, I guess, it really pushed you to become the person you want to become. Mm. Have that courage and have this uh, ability and the motivation to do things, mm. and and just to just to realize that life is so short. Did you ever think, you know, while all of this happened and you started Team Rocket, and then pandemic began, like you said, clients started pulling back. Did you yeah. ever think? Uh, maybe uh, maybe this was the wrong time. Mm. Did you uh, the 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 demotivating factor was it ever there uh, after the things went haywire? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It 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 plagued us for a very long time. And very frankly, when we um when the pandemic hit, and I I, I don't want to put it on the pandemic because mm -hmm. I like I just I just really I don't believe in like 
putting blame on something else. Mm-hmm. Like if if the business didn't do well, yeah. it's because we didn't service our clients well enough that they were that they were willing to stay with us during a pandemic. Mm. So I, I hate it whenever people say like, oh fuck, because of the pandemic, I did that. Like, yeah. I know it sounds very bad to some people. Like for example, I know people in the airline industry, like they, they literally, it's have no, control. literally have no choice. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I don't like, I don't like when people say like, oh fuck, because of the pandemic, oh sorry, excuse my language. No, that's, that's, that's okay. fine, that's fine. Um, <laughs> this is uh, explicit podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because of the pandemic that our business you know, went in a different direction because it's always your fault. Yeah. It's always your fault no matter what happens. But um, um, yeah, like after the pandemic hit and we had a lot of different clients pull back, we definitely had a lot of different doubts, right? Because the business was quiet for some time. We had mm. we always had clients with us, but it wasn't the same as when we were, when it was like pre-pandemic times when we mm. were quite, quite busy. So there were doubts. Um, is this the right time? Mm. Um, damn, what, what do I do? I already handed in my resignation letter. I already told people I was going to start this thing. Like, shit, but it's not going really at, at the direction that I wanted to go. And so there were a lot of different periods of um, downtime as well. And yeah. we had to go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think what, um, what was always going on in my head was I already told people that I was going to do this uh-huh, yeah. in a way. So it's like, I already told people. So the fury is motivating that, factor. Yeah. A, like a massive motivating factor. There's yeah. no going back. No. I already, in a way, I already associated myself with that identity that mm-hmm. I was, I was going to be someone else that was going to start this. So in a way it's the ego holding me together. Yeah. And it's funny, right? It's the ego holding me together to continue with this mm-hmm. and, um, and, and pick myself back up. Yeah. Because I already told people I was not going to, yeah. Like I, I left my job already. Like hundred percent. How bad is it gonna look if I go back? Yeah. Like that's that's honestly being very, very honest. That's what I was what I was thinking. And see the fact that you're twenty three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, 20, you're, turning twenty four. T- t- turning twenty four. So you're basically twenty three. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> you just came out of a full time position in a, yeah. a good organization and then started something by yourself. Yeah. And this thing happens outside. Mm. What an experience. This happens every hundred years. Like the last yes. time it happened was 1917 and we're going through this again. Yes. It's, this is going to be over one day. And like you said, we can't really put blame on this because mm. it's, it's, it's out of your control. You didn't start the pandemic. I didn't. Nobody yeah. did. Like it just happened. And um, well, that's controversial, but then <laughs> that's another podcast. But uh, it's out of your control. But what an experience to have. Like we are going to get out of this, all mm. of us together. Mm. And then 2021 or 2022 is going to be an amazing year. Mm. But what an experience to have just to deal with all of that, to understand what could pull you down. Mm. It, mm. It, it's given a lot of people time to think. Yes, 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. And uh, some of the things that people think and do this time, you could. here's the thing. When you stay home, there's only two things you can do. You can either do things or you can't. You can not do things. Sure. You can just stay home, Netflix, chill, whatever sure, you want sure. to do. Yeah. Or you could do things. No, I've, I've never heard of anybody just staying home and just thinking, not doing anything. Like, right. There's always doers and non-doers during you know mm. lockdowns. Yeah. Um, during this time, did you have reflections or things that you thought about yourself was true, but then realized, hey, maybe not. Mm. Maybe this is not who I am or this is who I am. Yeah. So the reflections that you've gone through, um, starting your own business and then all, all, all these changes happening. Yeah. Did it happen to you as well? It did. It did. It, of course it did. Because of, um, of how everything turned out, you were left, I think a lot of people were left with a lot more additional time 
mm-hmm. in their ass in, in their I guess in their inventory to play with. And during those times I think a lot of people went through phases of self reflection. And that's something that definitely happened happened to me. And yeah, I went through a lot of different things. I thought about a lot of different things about myself as well. Um I think yeah, there were a lot. There were definitely a couple more epiphanies that came up to me during this time, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, right? When when you're left with so much time, so much extra time, when you're not doing something, you're thinking about something. Yeah. And when you're thinking about something, you just you learn a lot more about yourself. And I think this is what what happened to us. And I, I remember I was telling a friend um, during like a couple of months ago, like what was happening with um, with my life after the pandemic. And I think I was telling people like. I'm going through this phase of cleansing mm-hmm. because I'm sort of like revisiting all the different things that I picked up in the past couple of years and I'm sort of filing that and cleaning that mm-hmm. into creating a better um, a, b- a better future. So it's essentially, I, I use it as a time to sort of go through a detox of everything that was happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes when we work, we work full time, we do nine to five, we come back, we're tired, we rest, weekends, we repeat. We're always in this loop of just working, 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 working. We never really have that time to my, to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think this pandemic really gave the opportunity to a lot of us. Yeah. And um, it, it, it helped us solidify why we want to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was good. It was yeah. Good. I think for me, uh, it gave me the understanding that nothing is permanent. Um, sure. Um, and the most important thing being happiness and um, sadness as well and mm. most importantly sadness like you know you go through depression you go through mental mm. it's, it's a serious issue out there mm. and nothing is really permanent to be honest like mm. you, one day you have a um, a job that gives you five figure salary mm. and the next day you could not have it mm. like you could just be out on the street and it mm. just gave me the idea that you know nothing is permanent and you've just right. got to move on with um, with what you have mm. and what your total like the true intention is of where you want to be and uh, and I, I feel uh, like you said about uh, you know learning the, the cleansing and the detox. Mm. Is that just with uh, your mental thoughts and your thought process, or with uh, people around you as well? Because sometimes you make friends you don't want to be friends with, mm. and you do things you don't want, you never wanted to do, but someone made you do it. And then you, um, you know, there's a concept. Of, uh, there's a concept of fuck budget. Which means fuck budget. I've yeah, never so, heard that. <laughs> so <laughs> explicit podcast. There we go. Exactly. Swear right in front of the mic. And then, sorry, please go on. Uh, so fuck budget is basically uh, like a pot. Okay. You have a certain amount of fucks you can give to mm. things. And if someone invites you to a wedding, or if someone invites you to a party, we don't want to go. Mm. Do you have enough budget in the pot? Okay. to use and not go to that wedding and okay. really help me identify what okay. it, what it, what exactly what I want to do like, as in you know do I do, do I give enough fucks to that I don't want, if I don't want to go to the wedding I just say you know fuck that I don't, I don't want to come right. it's um it's I, I have enough fucks to mm. give okay maybe I'm not explaining this the way it should be it's, uh, sure. it's, <laughs> so it's basically if you don't want to do something you've got to have the the courage you can you, to say fuck that shit mm. i'm not gonna do that mm, mm. when you say cleansing do you mean um is it just the thought process cleansing or mm. the people around you as well or the experiences around you mm. um that's the first time i heard about that that mm. budgeting technique but <laughs> yeah. I, might, I, might, I, might, I might try that out <laughs> <laughs> um to answer the question it's more the thought process mm. thought process 
Um, and I love that you think, I love it that you say that now because I think I'm someone that likes to think a lot. And I know that's very broad to speak about it, uh-huh. but I, I go through a lot of different, I self reflect a lot, mm. essentially. Mm. And I think during this time, it just gave me so much more time to do that. Yeah. To, to really think through what is it that drives me? Mm. Why did I start Team Rocket? Um, it, and it also gave me the opportunity to reflect on how my 2019 was like, how my 2018 was like, how yep. my 2017 was like. So it's more of a, of a thought process yeah. um, thing because I was just left with so much more time to myself. Yeah. So for example, in, in any given week, I might be working half the time and all the other half, I was just left alone, mm. right? And um, it was a quite difficult time during during that period as well. I mean, things have picked up tremendously right now, which is um, um, in a way, thanks to our own merit because mm-hmm. we, we did a lot more. With 100%. It. Um, but yeah, it was during that, t- that time, it was when you're left alone, yeah, you just have so much more time to think. Yeah. And that improves clarity and it is important. So it, it, I was watching a video by Satya Nadella, who's the CEO of Microsoft. Mm. Um, and he said, if there's one thing in any person I want to hire uh, that has to stand out is clarity. Like you've mm. got to have clarity in your head mm. to any idea that you want to present or anything you want to do. Mm. And I guess the cleansing part really spoke to me about that as well. Mm, uh, as sure. in, it really, in, uh, clarity is so important because the more noise you have, the more noise you have around you, the more people are talking to you, telling you things you can or cannot do, mm. um, it, it just drags you down. Mm, exactly. And, and in terms of development, in terms of progress, uh, you've got to filter that noise out. Mm. You've really got to filter that noise out. And the fuck budget concept, um, which is so clear in my head <laughs> that, you know, it just helps me out right now that, mm. you know, th- there are things I want to give a fuck about. There are things I don't want to give a fuck about. Mm. And it's just so clear right now. And it, the pandemic really helped. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And the progress and development part of it has, um, you know, just gone, um, you know, skyrocketed as well because mm. uh, learning to, settle the noise around you just ignoring the noise around you is important what, what do you think is uh are some of the things that hold you down when you think about progress and development in your opinion so if you want to learn something new like a new skill set or if you want to try something new let's say you know if you want to go into movie making you're mm. really interested mm. but then you know there's not a career there there's not a mm. career it's not a it may not be viable in terms of mm. finance in terms mm. of uh, stability mm. and people don't start people just stay home like mm. just go to their normal mm. 95 job which mm. is fine but then mm. um we don't start because we think we're going to fail or we think it's not a viable option. We don't see a career in that. Um, and I really want to get a message across um, to people uh, listening, to anyone, um, that you know it can be done, but mm. I, I don't know how to do it. Mm. Uh, so that's how I have conversation with friends um, sure. who may know, may have an idea. Yeah. Um, and you took the first step, in my opinion. Mm. Like you took the, you, there's a staircase there, and you took mm. the first step. Mm. Uh, understandably, there's a long way to go. Like sure. it's, you just started, Absolutely. but then. How do you clear that noise? How do you uh, have the clarity and then just go for it? How do you have the clarity to just go for it? How do you clear the noise? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I still, I still hear the noises. Mm. Uh, to be clear, and 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 to um to everyone that's listening, like some some people might think that once you sort of 
like some some people might think that those people who are already starting their own businesses or like running their own thing or following their passion they've had their life all figured out mm. and like have it all sorted they just don't feel anything they're they're a bloody god now yeah that is not true right it's it's very much uh an ongoing process like i i still hear a lot of different noises mm-hmm. i st- it's 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 a constant battle of yeah. um fighting through what other people are saying about you or like other people's opinions of you and what you think other people think of you because sometimes it's not what other people say to you to you mm. it's sometimes what you think someone else might say to you or what you think someone else might think about you it's that process as well and um i don't i wouldn't say i have a have a very good way of sort of eliminating those yeah. noises but recently very recently i've been i, I had this epiphany mm-hmm. epiphany because i felt that my my confidence was fluctuating right because i feel like a, a, a large part of why i do a lot of a, a large part of what motivates me mm-hmm. is comparing with other people I, I just feel recently i've been um let me start again. No, let, me, right. let, let me let me start again. I recently went to a basketball game with a couple of friends, uh-huh. and I met someone who I haven't seen in a long time, and I was talking to her about what her life has been, how her like how her life has been like. Yeah. And she told me that she got a role at this company that is quite well known and in a space that is quite respectable. And the moment I heard that there was an instant comparison mm-hmm. with what she was doing ah. and what I was doing. Okay, so there, there was that moment. And I think when that happened, it sort of hit my confidence a little bit. Yeah. Because we, because it's like, if I didn't start this, I could be continuing on a, on, on a role. Mm. And although I love what I currently do, I did feel a little bit of FOMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was at that time that I that I realized, and it happened so many times before, mm. that I realized that why am I letting my confidence, my belief, yeah, be dictated by what's happening around me? Because there will be some days that I'll I'll feel really really good because I started to have this process and and, and thought process of thinking about why am I actually doing that, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of different stages i went through but what i landed on Mm -hmm. was that starting at a very young age we have always been conditioned Mm -hmm. at least i have been conditioned by our parents to be better than someone else Mm. like if we think about in school it's always about um did you get number one did you get number one in the test and being number one inherently hints that you are better than everyone else. Mm. So I think growing up, I've always been conditioned to think that way. 100%, yeah. And so in high school, I was always trying to be better than someone else. And in um, in university, I was always trying to be better than someone else or not better than someone else. And when you didn't do that well, you're always like, some, sometimes your parents might be like, oh, the other guy did better than you. So you're always in this loop of yeah. comparing other people. And that's why I think we get influenced by so much noise because yeah. 
when you hear noise, when you see other people's progress, when you see what yeah. other people are doing, you instantly compare and that might make you feel good or that might make you feel bad. 100%. And yeah, comparison is the thief of joy, Theodore Roosevelt. That, <laughs> yeah, that perfectly perfect. summarizes so many things right yes, now. Yes, 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 yeah. exactly. Like the more you compare, your joy it will be destroyed. Mm. Like it's, you know, I look at you and then I feel like, oh, this guy's so good. Like, you know, you've you started your own business, you've done this, you've done yeah. that. But then, like you said, you know, we were just having this conversation even before we hit the record button. Sure. That it's not always shiny. It's yeah. always, um, yeah. there's, uh, there's uh, ups and downs. Mm. And uh, yes, we, you know, starting a business is fun. It's cool. You're doing something you love. Um, but then again, the grass is always greener on the other side. Correct, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So you always feel that, right? Yeah. You know, I talk to a lot of different friends that have started their adventure as well, and they always think about that "what if." Mm. You know, like what if I, I didn't do this? What if I continued on with it? But the funny thing is, when I was in a corporate role, yeah, I was thinking the grass is greener on the other side with starting your adventure. Yeah. And I was always thinking, like, damn, like what if I went to my thirties and the forties and I didn't really pursue my own mm -hmm. my own thing i would i would fucking hate myself but then now you're on this side you're like shit like what if things don't work out and mm. like damn i could be you know for example earning a lot more if i had a job and followed a natural progression Absolutely, like yeah. you always face that mm. so i mean to to the question of what how do i get rid of the noise because i now know that i've been so conditioned to compare with someone else and so driven by ego yeah and, I, and i'll be very honest and, I, and i'll tell everyone that for literally the past 20 years it has always been my life has always been very ego driven and it's always been like i want to be better than you yeah and, or i am better than you and and that's a very bad thing to say but I'm, i feel happy because i've realized that now like before when i when i meet someone it was always like okay i'm better than you in this area and so i feel good about myself it has yeah. always been a lot about that but what I'm really trying to steer mm -hmm. towards is just benchmarking against myself. Mm. And it's such a simple concept and a lot of people have talked about it. But yeah. again, like until you experience it, it doesn't hit home. Yeah. Like, for example, when I, when I, like what if in primary school, when I got my exam back, the marks that I got, yeah. What if my parents just told me, okay, today you got six, you got, let's just say 70%. Next time, aim for 71. Mm. Next time, aim for 72. Next time, aim for 80. Instead of constantly being told, okay, next time you got to be better than that kid. Yeah. Next time you got to be better than your cousins. Yeah. Next time you got to be better than that guy. Yeah. You got to make sure you're number one, you're best in the class. Instead of having that narrative being told to me for literally 20 years and having a different narrative of, okay, what did you do last time? Okay, last time I, I got 90% of my test. Okay, today, this time, just aim to be a little bit better than that or yeah. just be better than that. And that's just that mindset shift has been something I'm trying to create for myself. 100%, yeah. And you'll create this for your future generations as well, for your children. Once you realize that, yeah. uh, because we've become a lot smarter in terms of um, personal development and growth mm, um, mm, mm. and your children will experience a different yeah. uh, a, a different education system a different way of learning as well absolutely because i grew up in the same environment and yeah. i was taught by my parents uh, to just be better than everybody in the class if i yes. get 97 which i never did where's the extra three marks is is the sort of uh, mentality that was around the household my sister mm. was always um the the studious kind she's she's a doctor now and okay. understandably so because you can't sure. just be a doctor without having that <laughs> love yeah. for books and learning yeah. 
And I grew up in that household as well. My parents always pushed me towards, you know, being better than everybody else instead mm. of being, you know, um, it sounds bad when I say this, but, you know, obviously I love my parents um, mm. like all of us do. But then um, I feel like I should have been taught to be better than myself. Correct. What I was yesterday, like Correct. you, like you Correct. said. Correct. Yeah. Because comparison, again, is the thief of joy. The more you compare mm. with other people in class, in society, then nah. It's not going to happen. There's a saying in Nepal. I think it's a saying everyone around the world, but it sounds so much better in Nepali, but then I'll translate that. Please. (laughs) It says, um, having the fear of what other people will think of you has Mm -hmm. killed more dreams than anything else in the world. Mm. Mm. Like this uh, fear of what society will say, fear Mm. of what your parents will say. Mm. And I was watching a video by um, Gary Vaynerchuk as well. He was in the podcast as well with Joe Rogan. And he says in the end, he summarizes the entire podcast in such a brilliant fashion. He says, have the conversation with the person holding you back. And that could mean a lot of things to a lot of people. For you, it could mean um, maybe it could be your friend who's holding you back, or it could be your business partner or your partner, Roman, mm. um, you know, mm. your parents. For me, it was myself. Um, mm. I realized that, that on that mm. day. I thought about it. Oh, who could it be? Could it be my parents? Could it be my friends? But no, it was just, you know, I'm holding myself back to do a lot of things I should have done like years and years ago. Mm. But I guess uh, then I also thought everything happens for a reason. As long as you have the motivation to, you know, understand that you've got to make use of things, mm. uh, um, reg- regardless of when it comes, regardless of when it comes, it could come at the age of 35, could come at the age of 40. Mm. Um, it, that's fine. Because, you know, nothing, not everything has to happen when you're 20. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Not everything mm. has to happen right now, right mm. then and there. Mm. But then the anticipation, the waiting for that thing to happen is also just, uh, it's tiring. It's exhausting at times. It just mm. gives you a fear of the future that it may not happen. Tomorrow you may just walk out and, you know, touch with nothing happens. But then you may just be hit by a bus. Yeah. You, you don't know, like your friend who's 23. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, that uh, sort of gave uh, me one thing to think about that you know anything that i do i will have a purpose i will exhaust my options i will not just let things be i will exhaust my options if i fail that's fine that's Mm. completely fine if i fail but i have exhausted my options you know go for something new Mm. and a lot of big businesses businessmen entrepreneurs they they failed they failed so many times in the past. Mm. I think we talked about this uh, in uh, the first episode with Joshua. No, sorry, with Richard, who came mm. in last mm. week mm-hmm. as well. Amazon, they started off with a room like this, uh, with just um, a banner that says um, Amazon.com. Mm. And look where Amazon is now. Mm. Like, I literally had to flip my phone to put in Jeff Bezos' net worth, $200 billion. Sure. I mean, uh, well, and I'm sure that didn't come through uh, in one day with one business. Mm. You've got to try so many times, um, mm. and and I feel like this is something we got to learn as well uh, as uh, human beings to um, to to understand, and then tell yourself, uh, you know, pat yourself in the back and say failure is fine. If you don't succeed, uh, as long as you've exhausted your options, that's uh, that's okay in the future. Uh, do you do you feel like it's important to have that? Um, that cushion that if you fall, you've got to have the courage to go back up again and how important it is uh, in today's world, especially when, you know, things are changing with internet business technology and Mm. things that may happen outside your control. So do I think it's important to have a cushion? Yeah. To, to train yourself that if you fail, um, then that's fine, but then you've got to get back up again. Hmm. 
I think my my personal belief mm-hmm. is that in a way mm-hmm. it's important to have a cushion but what's more important is not about trying to create that cushion but to really go after what you want because like you said right anything can happen and i remember when i when i started team rocket again i was saying if i stayed in my job and if i continued off the corporate route until i was 30 and 40 yeah i would definitely look back and i would definitely regret I remember and I was also on the on the plane and I and I think I posted about this um two months ago as well. I was on the plane and I yeah. was um yeah, th- uh, tw- 20,000 feet or th- 38,000 feet above above the ground. And I was it was funny because I was thinking to myself, what if this plane crashed right now? Mm-hmm. And it's this weird thought like uh-huh. what if this plane crashed <laughs> all of us think right now, that one right now. Yeah. And what would I how would I feel? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was I was really thinking to myself, damn, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. I wish I did that. And I remember at that time, I was thinking to myself, if the plane crashed right now, I wish I started my own business. Mm. I wish I had the courage to go ask that girl out, for example. Yeah. For example. <laughs> <laughs> or, I, or I wish I, I did so many things. And so... I think what's been very important for me is living with no regret Mm -hmm. in a way, but at the same time, don't misinterpret that as living recklessly. And that's why I say it's also important to have a cushion, but just don't spend too much time on creating that cushion, but spend a little bit more time on going after what you want Mm. because you don't want to live with regret. And I think I was listening to a video by um, Gary Vaynerchuk and they were saying that regret is poison. Mm. And to this day, I live with regret that I didn't, you know, work hard enough in high school, Mm. in university, um, when I I had the chance to and I instead did did some other things. Yeah. And this is regret that you live for forever. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's it's about that. Yeah. It's about going after what you want and it's so much easier said than done 100 percent, yeah and it's um and it's insane yeah i know i'm really glad you're here because um because of the fact that you know two guys in their 20s are yeah. just talking about uh the things that really matter yeah but then we really haven't experienced what's really out there that's like true. it's uh, there's a there's a wild world there and mm. then we're just talking about the things that could happen and yeah. what we've done in the past yeah and it's yeah. it's crazy because i look forward to the future mm-hmm because of this, that it's 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 like a roller coaster, right? You yes, don't correct. know what's going to happen tomorrow. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. And especially uh, the fact that you know, like you said, uh, in the airplane, you said if the plane this plane crashes, would I be happy with the things that I've done? Mm. Uh, I have a different uh, way of doing this check on myself. Sure. Um, so if I if I'm doing things right now. Uh, let's say, for example, if my 16 year old self was to walk into the house through that door and look at me. Would that kid be proud? Okay. To see this twenty-eight-year-old Sahil, you know, doing the things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Would that sixteen-year-old Sahil be proud? And then um, I always check that. I, f- I feel like what I'm doing right now. Let's say, for example, recording this podcast. Um, if I saw myself, um, right? If I was sixteen, if I saw myself fifteen years after, mm-hmm. would I be happy with what mm-hmm. that person is doing? Mm-hmm. And, and I, f- I feel proud uh, in a, in a way. Um, if I feel proud, I'm happy. Like it's okay. I'm doing good. 
this is progress. It's happening, right? Because this was my dream when I was mm. a child. Mm, mm. Um, if I don't, if I'm doing things, let's say, for example, if I'm sitting home the entire day just doing nothing at all without working on something, mm. that's not something I would have dreamt of when I was 16. Right. Because the younger you are, the more, uh, you know, how they say younger people are more um, idealistic. They have ideas that are not tested yet by their experience. Uh, and I feel like that's important as well because uh, you've got to have you've got to, you've got to be an idealist before you become a realist, in my opinion, because mm. ideas shape who you are. Wow, that's that hit quite deep for me, actually. I never thought about thought about it like that. Mm. Wow, because ideas make uh, make our you know um, the whole spectrum of who we are if that's the if that's the right way of saying it because mm. without an idea of what you'd like to do and who'd like you who you'd like to become it's hard to have a direction mm. because you've got to have even when you're on a boat you've got you have an idea of where mm. you want to go mm. without being an idealist when you're young mm. without being uh, having crazy thoughts like you know you at one point you know You've thought mm. about being the richest man in Australia, probably. Mm. You know, you, you have this motivation in the world, mm. in the world, <laughs> starting from Australia. Um, but then uh, you've got to have that, in my opinion. So I guess my message uh, out there is um, for anyone who has uh, a crazy idea, uh, I, I, I say just stick with it. Mm. And that's one way of reducing noise as well, because that idea, that crazy idea, may or may not work out. But then what is what is going to work out is your motivation, the craziness in you. Mm, sure. And I see what you're saying. As yeah. in, and like I said, clarity on what you want is hard. Mm. But clarity on who you want to become, that's important. And that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's something a lot of people have to uh, take into consideration. Mm. And I'm so glad I have... Uh, you know, you as a friend who thinks uh, to that certain extent. Mm. And um, it really motivates me. Uh, it it motivates me to listen to uh, the stories that you share. Thank and you know what's crazy? After every podcast, that's why I love doing this as well. After every podcast, I have this conversation with people and they're never the same again in sure. a very good way. Yeah, It's like people open up. Mm. People open up and um, I'll never see you the same way again uh, in a very good way though. Mm. And... Um, uh, I'd say you know th thank you so much for being here mm. uh, and it's uh, it, it's you. been a pleasure but tell us a bit about uh, Team Rocket and what your next steps are and how we can get into contact with you as well mm. and um, but yeah and just a bit about your uh, you know if we want to get in touch with you for Team Rocket uh, and the mm -hmm. services that you, that you provide yeah thank you so much for having me um, if you want to get in touch with me you can reach out to me at um, my Facebook mm -hmm. it's just Brian I actually don't know my Instagram handle that's the thing but I'm sure um, there must be some show notes perhaps that you can uh, include my, my details absolutely. in yeah, um, yeah, descriptions. but yeah if you're a, if you're a, if you want to get in touch with me reach out to me on Facebook reach out to me on my email address um, and if you want to reach out with Team Rocket if you're a if you're an entrepreneur or a small business that wants to you know get into want to get some marketing done for your business you can you can reach out to me through that that mm -hmm. avenue as well 100%. But, um, but um yeah that's pretty much it yeah what i'll do is include a link uh sure. in the description um where we uh post this sure and then uh we'll get it started okay but yeah uh thank you so much for coming uh, brian it was a pleasure and okay. um you know it's i'm sure it's the beginning of uh, a long way to go for you yep. and for me sure. uh, both and um yeah cheers thanks for being here okay perfect thank you Thank you.